Modern Black Man Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Modern Black Man Podcast. This week, I am shouting out all the fathers, um, all the dads. I don't think we're going to have a single baby daddy in the series, but we're going to get it kicked off with a young Christian dad, uh, someone I've had the pleasure of knowing for a couple of years, and I wanted to just get a little bit of his time and talk fatherhood, uh, Mr. John Schwanz. Welcome to the show. Let's go. Thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. Man, I appreciate you making the time. Um, you know, I, I talk about a lot of different topics on my show, but fatherhood is a really important area of everyone's life. Um, no matter who you are uh, or where you're from and what you do and what you've done, you have a father of some sort, right? Um, and I just applaud you individually for your efforts um, and your journey and your story um, and a, a fatherhood. I think that you are an exceptional father and I think that you have a really interesting story. So I wanted to kind of talk about, um, you know, the beginning and maybe the middle, uh, where you are now and what your goals and plans are for, um, you know, the, the young one that you're raising. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, <clears throat> I think it's, uh, really just comes down to where my values lie and mm. what I want to where I want to be in life and um, truly just kind of uh, doing my best to honestly set the best example uh, because when you have a child and especially being a single parent and uh, it's a, just a different level of accountability because all eyes are on you, you know, I don't know what that song is, but uh, I mean, it's kind of, <laughs> you know, it's, it's been a cool experience just because um in October of this last month, uh, I celebrated two years of actually having my son full time um, as a single father in the state of Kansas. It's uh, it's unfortunate that it's not common, but at the same time, it's it's definitely a blessing that I'm humbled to to carry just because I want to be someone that can speak truth, can break bondage, can break chains off of other men and have them understand that the fight is worth it and the fight is only going to be a five for a short period of time because through every test it allows you to have a testimony. And I just want to be that testimony that breaks chains off of other men and just helping them open their eyes to realize that it is worth it and just to continue to fight even in those dark times. So, Well, let's talk about that. Um, you know, your son is how old now? He's nine. He turned nine in April. So the first seven years, um, six and a half for years uh, of that young man's life, did he have both parents? Was he just with his mother? Um, what was that journey like for, for, for our guy? So it really all kind of started out where um, we were together uh, for the first probably year, maybe two uh, of his life. And then obviously things that line up with our same values and uh, what, what we wanted out of life. And um, that's a different story for a different day, but it kind of lined up to where, I mean, we just, we were better apart than we were together. And I was still in the same town for a handful of years. And so I was still trying to get as much time around him as I was allowed to, in a sense. And mm -hmm. it was kind of um, one of those things that 
Kansas kind of being a mother-bearing state, um, Kelsey was awarded to her uh, automatically. And um, it was just all about God's timing when it came down to me getting him because any sooner or anything at that point, I don't know that I would have given him the life that he would have deserved as far as like financially, stability, you know, um, the character I was and things like that. But um, for the next probably two years after we split, I was in, I was in Topeka, Kansas. <clears throat> um, I was working every, just about every single job and every single um, thing I could do to make money. I mean, I was out spraying curbs. Uh, I'd sit there and go to Walmart and get utensils and spray paint and walk door to door and be like, hey, for five bucks, can I spray paint your address on your curb and whatnot? I was working as a dietary aide. Um, and then a good friend of mine and kind of and more or less a mentor in my life reached out to me one night. He's like, hey, what are you up to? And just got done because at this time I'm couch hopping and he goes, you want to move to Kansas City? And I was like, when? And he was like, tonight. And I packed everything I owned in the 99 Chevy Cavalier and moved up to or moved down to Kansas City. And the rest is history. And those, for those next handful of years, I didn't have I didn't have a car. That Cavalier was somebody somebody's car that trusted me enough to let me borrow it. I didn't have a license mm. and, and on top of that, my son is in Topeka and I get him maybe one, one or two weekends a month at this point. So I'm still trying to figure out <clears throat> without getting in trouble, which I did as far as getting, uh, cause my license was revoked at that time. And she asked for the car a handful of months after I moved to Kansas city. So she's got the car back. I'm paying for people's gas to get to and from Topeka to Kansas city, which is about, an hour trip. I'm also trying to go back on weekends to maybe just stay the night to make it easier on people. And that said, they give me a ride out to Topeka or something like that. I'm just, uh, at that point, I'm just kind of having to figure out mentality because I want to be a part of my son. I want to, or part of my son's life. And I want to make sure that, you know, the things that, uh, the things that his name stands for, because his name is Gideon and that name means, uh, a leader of men and a leader of many. And I wanted to, uh, to just try to sow as much into his life day to day. But obviously with the limited time, I didn't have time to do that. But <clears throat> and through all of that, I mean, I probably got probably three or four different times of getting pulled over while driving suspended with no insurance or anything like that. Cause somebody let me borrow their car or whatever the case wow. may be. And, uh, now today, so in October of 2019, I get a text and she says to come and pick him up and have, and I can have him for the foreseeable future. And it was, it was kind of one of those things because at that time I was working at Home Advisory or yeah, still at Home Advisory. <clears throat> and um, I didn't have a car then. Uh, yeah, I still didn't have a car then. Um, uh, my finances were a wreck because uh, I just wasn't properly budgeting for the things that I needed in it, without a doubt, I, I said I dropped everything. And, uh, my one of my mentors, Corey, he actually was like, "Let's go!" And he's actually my son's godfather. And that night, we drove out to Topeka because uh, I asked him. I was like, "Hey, I want to record a video." <clears throat> and something that I I've done that I learned from someone early on. I've actually been taking pictures of my son ever since I've had him full time. I've been taking pictures of him and I, or small clips and videos and what I've been doing is saving these pictures and videos and I save them to a, a Gmail account that has oh, his wow. name 
and then it also has his his own uh, unique password that I'll give it I'll give it to him the day he turns 18. But the very first video is speaking speaking the things that I've done for or done up to that point of trying to get him back. And it's about a four minute clip that is the very first clip in that Gmail account. And then I mean the rest has been history. He's um, he's been with me like I said two years now, and I've got a car now. Um, I've got a job that um, allows me to honestly financially do really a lot, a lot better. Um, um, and I mean, he's now a straight A student to where in the wow. past, he, unfortunately he knew about sust uh, substance abuse, the terrible association. Sure. Um, he actually like, we're having a lot of in-depth analytical conversations. Like my buddy, Tony was in the front seat and he goes, Hey, Tony, what do you want your legacy to be known for? And these are the types of conversations that I'm having with my nine-year-old because of the things I've been pouring into him just over the two years that I've had him up to this point. Mm. And so, I mean, that's just kind of like part of the story I can think of in a nutshell, just right off the top of my head. But I mean, it certainly was a journey. I mean, my my firm belief is that God never puts anything, an obstacle, an immovable obstacle in front of you that you can't move. And so therefore I knew it was just a, it was just something that God put me in front of because he knew that I was going to get through it. And he knew that I needed to get through that so I could break chains off of other men later on down the road that need to hear it or to show them that there is hope that they can do it themselves. Absolutely. And I want to talk about uh, breaking cha chains for other men, but I want to focus in on your story. That's incredible. Um, I know you personally. And on a, uh, a noble and intelligent one. Um, and I mean, you've done everything for this guy. And I, I know that you have created security um for your son and you're only going to fortify that foundation more but what's incredible and what's strong in your journey that i know firsthand is your faith um he's very lucky to have uh, a father whose life revolves around his faith um some people might even say it's extreme at points um but it's such a strong foundation i know that it's unshakable um you know, you've gone from a circumstance where I think you did try to be in a dual parent household. Gideon's been able to experience um, his, his mother, um, you know, and he's been able to experience his father. Obviously, um, she's entrusted you uh, full time uh, with Gideon for 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 many reasons. Um, do you think that your faith is what has persevered you, uh, um, prospered you, and and gotten you to this point? Do you think that it is your determination? Um, do you think it's for a reason? You said his name is Gideon, and the meaning uh, of this name, his namesake, is to lead men. Um, there's a purpose there. It's a it's something that's going to affect the world. I'm not trying to get all, um, you know, Tiger Woods' daddy on everybody. But I really think that there is an overarching reason. What do you think it is? I mean, all glory be to God, man. You know, no. I'm just, uh, um, I'm just trying to be a lot of things, obviously. But uh, I read in a book. And it's called Driven by Eternity. Um, it's uh, it's written by I believe a gentleman called John Bevere. And, 
Uh, in the book, he talks about the true definition of hell is when you uh, breathe your last breath and um, God kind of asks you, what did you do with this blessing called life? And uh, you then tell him all the things, but then he he introduces you what you could have been. Mm. And and with that being said, it's it's one of those things. I don't I don't say I'm perfect by any means because I'm not an end product, nor will I ever be. But a big thing that's been a motivator for me is just, I mean, like you said, and you know, part parts of my story, and I, I try to share as much as possible. But there's things that you shouldn't share until you have victory over it, in my opinion. And one of the things I have victory over in my life is. The childhood that I grew up in when it comes to having more month than money, um, I mean, a father that was in the household, but at the same point, wasn't mentally in the household because he was a very proud man. And uh, due to uh, circumstances, we were on Social Security, food stamps, he fell into alcoholism, and my mom had substance abuse and things like this. And uh, being on my own since I was 15 after he kicked me out the last time I just chose to not go back because it's all about association and the people that you put yourself around I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do in life but I just knew exactly how I didn't want to live and so therefore part of the things that I wanted in life and the life I wanted to live was just leading by example and being a better father figure to anyone and everyone including my son but just anyone that i can have the chance to speak life into and one of the biggest driving forces again is just that simple thought of like the man i could have been and it's it's a humbling thought to think of that and to truly set yourself back and just be that sage you know uh take in the moments be you know live in the experience but also like be forward thinking enough to to sow into relationships that are important and make sure that those continue to hold value and um, making sure that my value towards my son continues to hold weight and long past the, the test of time. Cause long after I'm gone, I want him to be able to pour into my grandkids, grandkids and tell them that your grandpa did this for you. So that way we could live the life that we have today. Amen. And I mean, these generational curses are so real. And I appreciate you kind of giving complexity to it and sharing your story. You know, you had seen and overcome some things. Uh, you have seen and experienced some things. And now you're controlling the environment for your son to grow um, and to have this future. You have a vision for your son. I think that's something that's probably definitely different from my um, upbringing. Uh, I know I had a, a single mother raise me. My father was around for a period of time. Um, but after he left, my mother really took control of the situation and did things that she had to do to get me to where I am now. And I'm eternally grateful. Um, it's just, it's that focal point for all of us, I think. Uh, breaking those generational curses uh, uh, and really, you know, creating a vision for the future. Um, there's so many children that don't have a father or a father figure in their lives to lead them to this promised land. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, do you think that, what do you think your greatest asset is in all this? Cause you're gaining not only momentum, but resources. Um, you've been doing this for a few years. Um, our guy's about to be in fifth grade. Um, it's, you're, you're really about to, to, to hit a, a critical point in his development. 
Um, mm-hmm. I know that you're doing a million and one things, but what do you think your greatest asset is uh, at, <laughs> in this journey? Because you have many. <laughs> my greatest asset is just my association and uh, my faith, my standards is just, um, I think as long as you can, you know, it's not about what you know, but the, the who you know. And, mm. um, and a lot of times people, they think that they're doing this thing called life on their own, but in reality, if they, if they just put themselves out there to do even maybe two stretching things a day to simply maybe go shake a hand or, or meet somebody or just be the light and be a blessing to someone day in and day out, you have no idea where it's going to go. I mean, I can't tell you some of the just truly divine appointments I've had over the past handful yeah. of years of just simply meeting people. I mean, Heck, I mean, you and me, I mean, it started in a training class and we just simply had a conversation and where it's led to now that we're in two entirely different states, but we continue to stay in touch because of the value and the relationships. And it's just all about association and putting yourself around good people. I mean, <clears throat> who has been my best friend and mentor, he's been my best friend now for going on 23 years. Wow. I actually met, I met him when we were eight. And so my son is older than, uh, we were when I met when we met each other and, right. and uh, him being the godfather but I mean most of my friends in Kansas City that I have and the the people I call brothers I mean I haven't know I've known them for three five maybe seven years tops and most of the men that are in my life today that I call brothers my son also calls uncle mm-hmm. and, I, I remember um, I remember very very much um you reading a book uh, in 2018 uh, and, and applying it to your life. And it sounds like you haven't stopped taking those steps. Um, you're talking about Corey and the relationships that you're making. And I think you're really proof of how powerful connection can be. Um, your son will inherit this. And I think that that's just, you know, that's, that's beautiful, man. Like to really see somebody do it, live it and, and build upon it. Uh, I believe very much that um, you're going to solidify this foundation and Gideon is going to carry these lessons throughout his life and into the lives of many other people. So I just I want to thank you um, for being that father or at least creating the blueprint for it. Um, thank you for that. I appreciate it, man. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to be like you when I grow up, you know? Nah, man. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm doing a series um, on fatherhood, and yeah. I'm trying to create a spectrum. And I think that, you know, you, you definitely uh, fit into that spectrum, like I said, because in my eyes, you're that conservative Christian dad, right? The conservative Christian provider, father. And I think that there's many blessings that come from that. And you're going to learn so many lessons as you continue to grow as a man and apply them um, to, you know, to your home um, and, and, and the rearing of your child. I have other guys that I'm going to talk uh, about fatherhood with, and I'm excited because I know everybody has a different style. Um, I'm kind of giving you my interpretation of your style. What would you say your description of your style is? I mean, <clears throat> allowing my son to be a boy. Um, mm. allow him to <clears throat> grow into manhood because 
I think, in my opinion, there's several stages of manhood. And um, I, I want to say that I appreciate uh, where you come from and your background and what you've gone through, you know, having a mother that, that raises, you know, because there's a lot of single mothers out there. And yeah. honestly, I, I think it is a lot harder at the end of the day for, for mothers, to be honest, uh, not to be sexist or anything like that. It's no. just, I mean... It's just one of those things. I mean, in reality, it, it, it really is tough. And I mean, I have the utmost respect for women that, that, you know, continue to be a part of a child's life because, I mean, it's not like the mother can, the mother can go somewhere, obviously, just like the father has, unfortunately. Yes. But, you know, at the end of the day, they stay true to just being that mother. And I think a lot of times that when it comes to my perspective, I want to, I want to be, I want to raise a tender warrior. But I also mm. want to raise a man that that stays true to his standards. You know, like I said, I, I want him to have, you know, grow up with, you know, having that boy stage, you know, where it's just he's having that childlike faith that, you know, everything is good. Everything is awesome and and kind of progress into almost like that uh, that cowboy stage, you know, where he's, you know, he's going out and you know, adventuring on his own, he's getting up his knees, he's playing baseball, he's playing football, he's playing soccer, whatever he wants to do. And, you know, he's kind of figuring himself out as he's going and then kind of growing to like that warrior stage where he's, um, you know, he's really kind of taking ground. He's, he's, he's uh, figuring himself out. He's, he's loving the life that he's living, but he's also going, growing through heartache and things like that. Cause I will never, um, you know, uh, try to, sh- you know, shed his eyes for the things that are going to be tough in life because I want him to grow character. I want him to, you know, have, understand the values of things, but then also grow into like that, that lover stage, you know, not in a, like a marriage or love and things like that, but like, you know, going to places like Colorado and standing on the peaks of like, you know, mountainsides, instead of like trying to climb up the side of a mountain, I want him to stand at the cliff side and like, look at God's gift that he's given us and like, look at things. And like, I want him to get emotional because of the blessings he's received and the blessings he's going to continue to receive. And then I want him to kind of grow into that sage kind of uh, spiritual just leader that I know he's going to be. And that's kind of like my hopes and dreams when it comes to, to my son and my future family as well. Cause I can't express how badly I can't, I can't wait for the day that I've met my future wife because I've been praying for her since the day I turned 16 not a lot of people I've told that to, but right. um, at the end of the day, like I can't wait to have a little girl to do the daddy daughter dates. And I got to give a shout out to any of the single fathers that are raising daughters. Cause that, that is, that is stretching. I, I'm certainly blessed to have my son. Cause I can't, I can't imagine raising a daughter. Um, Cause that would be extremely humbling and tough as well. But I saw Channing yeah. Tatum cry because he's a single father now. Um, And I just think that's interesting perspective. But I want to I want to take a step back on what you said about single mothers, because I kind of have a a perspective on that. And I want to know your opinion. I think that we make it to we support single mothers a little bit too much. I mean, I'm a product of a single mother. I know uh, the sacrifices that she had to make, the journey that she went along. um, But we've really taken a huge departure from a traditional family. And because we are, I guess, so accepting or desiring to support single mothers, we just make it in my eyes too easy um, or too accepted um, for the the role of a single mother. Um, 
obviously, you know, I do a lot of research uh, on my shows and I've I've done a lot on uh, fatherhood and a lot of it surprised me because I thought that the woman was the only one that had hormonal changes and uh, biological evolution. But my research has really shown me that that's not the case. So Mm -hmm. do you think that we make it too accepted or it's too pervasive in our culture, the role or the presence of the single mother? I mean, I think there's always two sides to that perspective. And Mm -hmm. I commend you on actually doing the research of things because I've done that myself. And you can look up the statistic of um, the top most celebrated uh, holidays in America. And I can certainly tell you that Mother's Day outranks Father's Day without (laughs) a doubt. I give my mother uh, presents and cards for both. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I mean, Tupac, Tupac said it best, you know, dear mama, you know, you got to. And so, um, but no, I mean, I think that, I think there is a lot more light that's shed on single mothers mm-hmm. uh, than there is fathers. But um, again, it just comes down to, again, your association. Like if that's something that people see within society and there's nobody else out there changing it, then why not step up and be the person that changes that and sets the example for other people to step up because, again, I think it's just ultimately if somebody if somebody else sees someone else stepping up, by default, they're going to want to step up as well. If they have the character and the standards and the values in their life to represent what they want, they're going to step up and they're going to do the same. And so, therefore, yeah, I think, you know, it is it is a lot more light is shed on, you know, mothers, single mothers and things like that. But I also yeah. think that there's just a lot more mothers out there that have stepped up as a single parent than fathers have, unfortunately. But. I know that there's a lot of fathers out there that have stepped up that don't get as much limelight, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's just it's just because there's not as many examples. Well, Single Parent Magazine actually breaks it down, <clears throat> and there are about 16 percent um, uh, single fa- single parent families uh, that are led by fathers. Uh, the article actually went and continued and gave me another interesting fact. This number has increased by 60% in the last decade. Um, So I think that's crazy. That means that not only was it a single digit number, but it was like 6% uh, was the anomaly of the single father if you just went back a decade. Um, it, it's gone up 60% in the last 10 years. And now, um, it, you know, it's about 16% uh, of families that are led by uh, single fathers. So the single dad has come a long way. Uh, the numbers have grown. And I think that you're just a, a great example of it for all the things that you do. Um, I know providing is key for all men, um, especially for fathers. And I can only imagine what that feels like as a single dad. But you're doing it um, and you're doing it well, man. Um, you're, you're only going to grow uh, financially, uh, spiritually. And I hope that romantically uh, everything that you're working towards comes to fruition. Um, I just think that it's incredible because it is so rare. I didn't, you know, I obviously didn't know the numbers were were as low as they were, but it seems like that's going to be the new trend. And I bet you in 20 years, um, single fathers will probably be almost as common as single mothers Um, because obviously the, the family unit 
uh, is what's changing the dynamics of the family. We're no longer bred to believe that there's a mom and a dad and children, right? The nuclear family is evolving. Um, and I really think that we'll eventually get back to that whole, um, I think that those numbers will fix themselves. Um, but the single dad is certainly undernoted. Uh, we hear a lot about the deadbeat dad, right? Uh, I don't know what those numbers really are um, because there's not really a, um, a good statistical index to find that. But um, single fatherhood is incredibly difficult, um, but you are doing it and succeeding in it. Um, so I want to, you know, um, dedicate this segment to, to Gideon. I want to thank you for all that you do. And I want you to just um, experience um, all the blessings that you're looking forward to. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time out and talking to me. Um, yeah, absolutely, man. It's, it, you know, it, it's, it's something that we don't really have conversations about enough. Um, and I don't know why. Uh, maybe we'll find out uh, through more conversations. I hope that you can, uh, you know, reconnect with me um, and maybe next time we can have a, um, you know, a, a celebratory topic uh, in, in common. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, people got to realize that, uh, you know, someone else was date that dealt the same hand in life and they chose to win with it. So all we got to do is continue to, to fight and win with the same deck of, deck of cards as someone else has dealt for us. And so, um Dude, this has been awesome, and I, I do greatly appreciate uh, you uh, having the heart to kind of open up this topic because I, I think it is something that's almost taboo in the sense to talk about sometimes just because everybody has their own viewpoints, and there's a lot of strife and division in the world today. But, I mean, it's cool to hear those numbers, and those numbers are just going to grow, and I hope that those numbers grow to where that uh, the, the division as a household continue to climb in the sense of uh in a positive number that there's more marriages saved because there's more men that want to be men and women that want to be women as far as that goes not mm. again a sexist role or anything like that but you know just a hundred hundred partner two people living dreams and visions that they have for their life and continue down the same exact path that they're both going down to just create a, a legacy worth living and so Thanks again, man. This has been awesome. I appreciate you allowing me to share some of my story and definitely look forward to any other opportunities as well. I was going to say, I hope this isn't your last time on. Um, you know, Most usually definitely when I close out my shows, I kind of give my guests an opportunity to share any projects, social media handles, uh, things like that. Do you have any uh, projects or social media handles, anything that you want to maybe get out there? Uh, no, I mean, if, you know, if anybody takes the time to to seek out perspective um i'm always here to to add value and you know if uh if anything else you know again it's jonathan swans and i don't have any social media platforms other than facebook really and snapchat every now and again but um i'm always here for anybody that wants to to have someone in their life to be able to um, I just want to be a lamplighter for others, you know, in the dark times when they understand that they don't feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I just want to step into their life and hold that candle and uh, direct them in the right path as much as possible. Because someone told me this motto a long time ago, there's a reason that our rear view mirror is smaller than our windshield. That's because our future is bigger and brighter than our past could ever be. 
Amen. That's right. And you are, you always have been one of the most humble people. Uh, you've remained humble and great success. Um, and I know that that is going to carry you far. Um, so don't be surprised if uh, I hit you up in need <laughs> or uh, at worst, maybe asking for some advice in the future. Um, thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was, it was fun. I enjoyed this quite a bit. So you got to take me up on the uh, next invite. I shoot you. I got to get you on another panel. Absolutely. Uh, you can, you can guarantee it. I'll be there. Peace. All right, man. Thank you.